Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends. Welcome back to Hachzik, our Daily Musar Sharm. We're up to number 135 in our Limud as we continue through chapter 24, learning about the Midah of Yiraschet. Previously in Hachzik, we discussed how incumbent it is upon us pulling examples from the, the highest, loftiest um, level of, of beings, the angels, to the, the lowest, most inanimate, like the rocks and mountains. Just as they tremble before Hashem, so too we should tremble before Hashem with Yeraschet, the constant um, pachad, healthy pachad, of, of maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do something that's not exactly proper according to the Kvot Hashem. So right there today we're going to speak about that a little bit more, and then we're going to go into the next section of this Midah, which is where the Ramchal will break down the Midah for us to give us a better understanding of the different elements of Yeraschet, the fear of sin. Vaitim is the Sharm, Hine. Therefore, based on what we've discussed, like we said, bringing examples from angels, from the mountains, every person should certainly quake and tremble before the greatness of Hashem. Just like Elihu said to Eov, another from one of Eov's friends we learned about, I think it was Eliphaz before, and then we have Elihu, he said, he said to Eov as follows, Because of this, my heart quakes and jumps from its place. Listen well, as in fury, he gives voice. Speech emanates from his mouth. God thunders marvis- marvelously with his voice, etc. This is the true fear of Hashem that's proper for a chassid, a pious person, to always have on his face. And you should never depart from it. So we see the Ramchal, before we go into the next section, talking about the elements of Yeras Chait, we, we, we see all these proofs that the Ramchal brought to bring really two points about, related to Yeras Chait. There's two parts. There's the Yeras Romas, right? Is the fear of just the exaltedness of Hashem. And at the same time, it's a constant fear that maybe, maybe we're going to do something or incorporate into some, some of our actions something that is connected in even the smallest way against the honor of Hashem or what's proper honor of Hashem. Not, not, again, not even just sin specifically, but something that even remotely re- resembles sin, i.e. Bringing, taking away from the Kvod Shemayim. Beautiful. So now, uh, the next section, we're going to discuss the elements of Yerash Chayit. This Yerash Chayit has two elements. One category is referring to the present moment and what's to come, the actions that I'm about to do. And the second has to do with past actions. And then Michal is going to go through each of these. Behovehu, when it comes to Yerashchei, when it comes to the present, and also Oasid, um, those are, are together in one category, re- re- is referring to what? Adam yori ose. A person should always be concerned and fearful about what he's immediate, is doing right now. Or what he's about to do. Maybe there's a, a, an element, a feature of what he's, what he's doing right now, or what he's about to do, there's a feature that, that is, is not exactly aligned with the proper quote Shemayim, proper, proper honor of Hashem. Like we wrote above, um, this is, this is the, this is the Yeras, Yeras Chet that we're referring to, like we mentioned in the introduction to this lesson. The, the, the exaltedness of him, but not just the exaltedness of Hashem, but to recognize and be constant for that maybe there's, there's even going to be like a little ingredient, a uh, motivation, something, in my actions, what I'm doing now, or what I plan on doing, that isn't 100% proper when it comes to Kvot Shemayim, the crazy mice that was brought 
crazy, uh, a Peldic Amaisa, a beautiful Amaisa, that was brought on the bottom here related to the Briskarov, the Grizz, he was one of these people who was Mithachi uh, Tamit, someone, a real Chassid, a real Yerichet, someone that, that was absolutely meticulous to, to an incredible, incredible degree when it comes to his actions and his, his Maisa Mitzvahs even, of doing them exactly Bidiuk in the proper way, the Chassid Shalom should never be even a, a possibility of Yerichet, um, this specifically was seen more publicly when it comes to baking matzahs. This is something that, that the Briskarov would do with himself. He had his, his, he, would, he would work in a, in a you know a matzah bakery, whatever it is. I don't know if he made his own, but this was one of the things that he one of the mitzvahs that he did very meticulously that was more in public display because anyone could come and see. And one of his one of his chassidim, one of his talmidim, asked him afterwards when, after one of the times seeing his incredible uh, care um, and attention to detail that 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 he. That he that he took when when baking matzahs is why like why why be so meticulous? There's there's halacha right. We have certain things. The, the general hamonam when they do matzah bakers they're very makbid. It's not just like people are just lax with matzah bakers. Most any matzah baker you walk into, they're very very careful. They say you know the shem mitzvah matzah. The timing of everything is very precise. The making sure things are clean before you start the next batch. There's no chasrushalom water being mixed with flour to cause chametz chasrushalom. Even a standard matzah bakery it keeps to extreme, um, extreme standards uh, to make sure that that chashlam lechamet should come about. But the briskarov went even above and beyond. So he said, "Why? Like why? Why be so extra meticulous?" So the briskarov gave him muscle. He said, "In a surgery room, when someone's about to go into surgery, right? So the room is cleaned to be absolutely sterile and pristine. The the staff, the utensils being used, everything is mamish, cleaned down to the T to make sure there's not even the smallest." you know, molecule of bacteria that could be somewhere in the room, the chas v'shalom could enter the patient patient's body during this surgery and can cause terrible, terrible damage. So so the, so the risk of is saying, like, physically speaking, by, by surgery, when it comes to doing this, this mice of surgery to save someone's life, some aberchash of act. And they care so much in, in physical terms to make sure that the smallest drop of of impurity should not come in. So certainly when it comes to Arbodes Hashem, when it comes to mitzvah matzah like this, of, of, of kares, this, uh, spiritual destruction that that can come from from chas v'shalom chametz uh, coming into our our our, our yamtif our matzah, we have to be extremely extremely careful, um, even beyond the care of a of a surgeon in his in his pristine sterile environment. Just wanted to share that matzah because I think it's a, a great illustration of this of, of what it means to live as a yerechit. And and the briskarov as we got to and I keep saying the briskarov was not stressed about it. He wasn't freaking out the entire time. It was probably done actually with incredible mitzvah that he was able to serve Hashem. With with on, on such a level, okay. So that's that's Yerushchit when it comes to the the present and looking forward. What about Yerushchit um, regarding our past actions, which is the second element of this of this uh, of Yerushchit that the Ramchal told us. Ba'avar who, when it comes to past actions, what does this mean? Shei Tamid You should always think about your previous actions. What have you done in the past? And should be fearful and concerned that maybe, maybe, some avera, some sin, came about from one of your actions. Was you act, it was within your actions or resulted from one of your actions without you even knowing it? This is similar to the the description of this of, of this. Um, I think it was a Tana. in Meseches Kresos. He would bring an Asham Toli Karban every single day in times of the base of Mikdash. What's the Hashem Tali? Tali is when someone is concerned, maybe they think, maybe they did a serious sin, but they're not sure yet. So they're bringing Hashem Tali. Tali means it's, it's, it's dependent, it's waiting, right? Because there's stuff to figure out. 
whether he actually did this terrible sin, in which case, obviously, we have to bring the um, the full carbon um, in relation, let's say, he did a, a, something with Shogig, so it would be a carbon chatas, let's say. Um, so I should tell him that you bring just in case, maybe, maybe I did something wrong until we figure it out. So he was so, so careful that maybe, maybe I did something wrong the previous day, every day, Bavim Budu would bring a Kashim Tali just in case. He fi- finds out that, oh, I actually did sin, so at least he covered himself for the time being. He got his kapar in the moment. V'yuv Acher Mishtevanov, also Iov, after Mishtevanov is, is the feast that his children would arrange, Hayamashkim Vehela Olos Mispar The next morning we get up early, and he'd bring a number of ola offerings to atone for... Um, any sort of sin or sinful thoughts even, as the number of them all, I believe, of each of his sons. Right, each one of his sons, let's see, I don't know, I'm not sure how many sons he had. Let's say there were five, so he brought five carbonolas. Because he said to himself, maybe my sons sinned, they thought improperly when they were having their, these, these, these feasts, they, they, they thought negatively about Hashem in their hearts, something bad that came about from these feasts. Like we discussed, if you recall, in the previous Midah, when it comes to Gaiva, it, uh, overindulgence, excessive indulgence and, and, and um, interaction, um, involvement in, in Olamazen, material pleasure, can, 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 can spell disaster for someone. So, so the, the, this fear that Eov had, that maybe as a result of all this mishtav, simcha, that his sons did, again, whether it was a yamtif or whether it was stan, they, were, they had a simcha, family simcha or stan, they were just for bringing. Um, there's certainly room for that, but... Anytime you're in that scenario, there's always room that maybe, maybe you, your mind wandered or you got too much, you know, let's say, thought too much um, uh, into, into the physical material pleasure or overvalued that too much or maybe had thoughts that are connected, the absolute covet that, that should be uh, for Hashem in our minds at all times. And we know this is a similar idea of the Bahab, Bahab, Bays, Hey, Bays, Bays is Monday, Hey, is Thursday, Bays is Monday, 2, 5, 2, right? Second day of the week and fifth day of the week. As many people are in Ohig, for the first Monday, the Monday, Thursday, and Monday after different Yom Tovim, some people fast, the special um, uh, certain tefillahs, I think that people say, for this specific reason. Why? Because over Yom Tov, even though we're the mitzvah, we have sukkahs, we have Pesach, we're full of mitzvahs, we're doing this all for Hashem because Hashem commanded us, still, the fact that we are celebrating, we're besimcha, we're having many feasts and drinking good good wine, eating good meats, there's a, there's a fear that maybe, maybe we had some improper thoughts or even brought ourselves to improper actions. So some people are knowing to do that afterwards, after each Yom Tif, um, every mon- the, the Monday, Thursday, and Monday after that Yom Tif. Again, for the same reason that um, Eov would bring these carbon olas the next morning and that Baba Mabuta would bring an Ashram Toloi uh, every day. I mean, uh, Baba Mabuta is even more extreme because he's not partying and then bringing a carbon. Um, but it's similar, similar concept as, as we understand. Weiter. Now let's give some illustrations. Or give some illustrations of this yiras when it comes to thinking back to previous actions. Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to anoint Aaron Akohen as the Kohen Gadol using the Shemana Mishcha, the special special anointing oil that was used. Shari Nemarbo. In this in this action, when it came to them, Moshe Rabbeinu anointing Aaron with this oil. They said about this oil, this this Shemana Mishcha, which actually it's hectic, it's a very it's a hush of a thing that's used in the base of Mikdash, not just to anoint the Queen Gadol, but even when it comes to certain Kalim in the base of Mikdash to anoint them to make them ready for the service in the base of Mikdash. Al Basar Adam Lo Yisach. It says about this oil, it shall not be smeared on human flesh, except for specific purposes, right? That like we said, it's, it's hectic. You can't misuse holy items that have been designated for kedusha for for holy purposes, specifically in this context, 
in the base of Mikdash. Yet, we know, even though this oil is not supposed to be used on human flesh, like you can't just take this oil and use it to moisturize your skin, our, Moshe was commanded to anoint Aaron with it. So even though, yes, Moshe did the right thing by using the oil, but they, they were afraid. Both of them were afraid. Maybe we were mole and misappropriated this oil for improper use. How so? In some way that maybe wasn't 100% commanded to Moshe in order to do this anointing on Aaron. Zalashonim. This is what they say in Gemara and Harios, Gemara and Krasis, just Agav, Gemara and Harios specifically, is a Masechta very much focused on the idea of, of instances where uh, there's a public mishap that the Sanhedrin make a mistake, let's say, and give a certain psak that a certain, let's say, I don't know, a certain day is not, whatever it is, a certain meat is not is kosher when it's not, a certain carbon was is kosher when it was really possible, whatever it is, causing public sin, there's a whole Masechta that talks about the certain carbonists that are supposed to be right, etc. So, it makes sense that in the same mesecta um, we're talking about possible mistaken missteps or, or averus um, that have happened in, in the history of Kaisral and, and brought down in the Torah. In this instance, related to the Shemini Mishka with Moshe and Aaron. But that was it, Doug Moshe Vomer. And regarding this specific anointing, so we still don't know, like, what's the problem? Moshe was, was appointed, he was commanded to use to use this oil to appoint Mo, Aaron as the Kohen Gadol. So what's their concern? They did the right thing. They're afraid. Shema ma'alti Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu thought to himself, maybe I did misappropriate it because there's some oil that ran off Moshe's head when I was anointing him and, and it's sitting in his beard. Yatsabaskal v'yamra. So Abaskal, heavenly voice, came out and said, Kital chermon. Like the precious oil upon the head running down upon the beard, the beard of Aaron running down over his garments, so the dew of chermon. This is a... Uh, um, Pasuk and Tehillim. Same way that, that the dew that comes down, Har Charmon, isn't Kodesh, that, that dew, you can use it for whatever you want. So too, the oil that's on Aaron's beard, it's not considered me'il, it's not considered misappropriation of, of holy items. But still, that helped Moshe, but Aaron himself was still concerned. Shema Moshe, lo malavani malti, maybe Moshe, yeah, he didn't misappropriate the oil because he poured it and he did his job, and fine, a little bit got into my beard, but that, you know, that's like Har Charmon, like, like Tehillim says. But what about me? Maybe some of the oil got absorbed into into my clothing, and the smell of the oil is gonna I'm gonna be, get nana from it. That's what Rashi says over there. So still, Aaron was concerned. Yes, Sabaskal of Amr. So another Baskal came out and said, "Behold, how good and how pleasant is the dwellings of brothers. Moreover, in unity." Another quote from Tehillim, meaning to say that same same way that Moshe didn't do wasn't mal the, the Shemana Mishcha, so to you, Aaron, you were you weren't mal. You didn't misappropriate the oil. You're fine. We see then, this is the midah of chasidim, of pious people. Even when it comes to a mitzvah, a proper deed, a holy act that they do, they're concerned. They're afraid. Maybe even a trace of, of, of improper impropriety, disqualification, has been mixed into their avodah. That's what it means to be a chasid. And again, to, to, to sound like a broken record here, and this is a uh, beautiful vert from Avram Palm that's brought here on the bottom, this doesn't mean that we're constantly anxious and depressed over all of our past actions. Oh, I, did I, uh, maybe, 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 maybe I did all these terrible things that I'm not even aware of. No. A true of Hashem, a real chassad, even a real Yerachet, walks around with happiness, with confidence, 100%. We see this vart here, though, from, from Avram Palm on the bottom, just to, to paraphrase. When it comes to the 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 chiyuv of, of of 
soldiers going out to war, right? Cholesterol, you know, the, they were, they were, the draft was, uh, was automatic back then. If you, if you are of a certain age, you went out to war whenever we, we went out to war. And there's a certain list of, of, of exceptions to that rule. Someone that just planted a vineyard, built a house, got married. One of the examples is someone that's afraid of their sins. The Pesach says, Who is the man who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, and let him not melt the heart of his fellows like his heart. Pesach and Devarim, Seva Devarim says that. Um, so Yosef Lili explains that fearful and faint-hearted is the person that, because of his sins, he's thinking, oh, maybe because of my chatoim, I'm not going to be protected, and I'm going to be out at war, and I'm going to have something terrible happen to me. Chas So the question is, hold on a second, the Ramchal is going here, and and praising the person that's tamid, praising the person that is yirechit, someone that's afraid that, oh, maybe there's an act in the past that I didn't properly do true for, that I'm not even aware of, that maybe will, will you know, be held against me and, and bring, a, bring about chas v'shalom, um, some, some, some mishap or some tikkun, necessary tikkun, let's say, out, out at war. That's the kind of person we want on the battlefield, isn't it? Isn't it someone that, that, is, that, is, that is such a holy person, the pious chassid, that he's constantly afraid that maybe I'm, you know, I, I did something wrong in the past that, that, that won't bode well for me on the battlefield? No, that's, that's what we want on the battlefield. We want a Yerushalayim. So, so comes to and he explains, no, 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 no. If you look, the Pasuk finishes, let him not melt the heart of his fellows like his heart. This is someone that is externally, clearly he's externally showing this, this, this concern, this trepidation. He's constantly feared. He's so afraid. But the truly God-fearing person is, is serving Hashem with, with confidence and joy. Right, this person that goes to war and, and he he he's visibly like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. I'm hiding behind a shield because he's like, oh maybe I sinned and that's gonna that's gonna end up being bad for me on the battlefield. That's contagious and that the the, the Torah says Hashem says no 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 just stay off the battlefield because that's gonna impact other people. You're gonna melt other people's hearts like your own heart is melting and that's not a good thing. Your heart melting and that's showing that's not good. And even Hashem, even a Yerichid is walking around in confidence. B'simcha serving Hashem. So alavai, we should be zocha. As we continue to learn about this midah of Yerashchit, and in our next lesson, we're going to finish up this chapter before we get into how to acquire this midah. But as we're beginning to understand what this Yerashchit is, again, we should remind ourselves this does not mean, even, even some of this mafachit tamid doesn't mean that they walk around visibly afraid and stressed and anxious and depressed. This is someone that is b'simcha, that is, that is fortified in their Hashem with confidence. And at the same time, a Yerichit, someone that thinks about in the past, what have they done? Thinks about right now, what, I, what I'm doing right now and what I'm about to do. How can I make sure that no even slight fraction of, a, of, a, of an ounce of an ingredient of, of something that's connected, quote Shemayim, is incorporated in, in, into my actions, again, now and forward and also in the past. So that might be some to do that in a healthy way. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.